Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Everybody wants that natty. Now they're having more players uh, instead of sitting out because I don't think there's been a single player sit out for a national title game yet. He means he means national championship, not natty light there, Day Day. Calm down. I don't drink that that water. That can of water? (laughs) Yeah, that's water. Nice. Play to work sports. What up, world? And welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, and then we got Vince as well on the line. What's going on, Vince? Get you! Why you keep doing that, John, man? What the? What is wrong with you, man? Hello, Gabna. Oh, my God, dude. All right, well, now that you're done being weird, uh, we got a pretty good show. Um, got some wild revelations that have happened since our last show last week. So definitely looking forward to getting on there and digging into it a little bit. It'll be a little bit of NBA, some pro football, and definitely some college football, especially after what just came out. So we're going to go ahead and and jump right into it and uh, rip apart these topics. All right, so Vince, I don't know if you've been paying attention or if you lived under a rock here recently, but (laughs) we've had two huge things go down, right? I personally think they're huge, only based off of what they entail as far as the league-wide. And they're both two different leagues, so we'll just go ahead and kick it to the NFL first. And that would be your boy Danger Russ, Russell Wilson, for the Denver Broncos getting a brand-new five-year, $245 million contract. That is a massive contract. That's not a a Deshaun Watson 100% guaranteed money, which I think he was overpaid, but that is a huge contract you do you like this uh do you like this move by by the broncos yes i do i think that it actually is a good move i also think this is the owners fighting back um against lamar jackson so to speak lamar jackson's not russell wilson so i I mean he's just not i mean he doesn't have an mvp am i I'm, i'm correct on that right he doesn't have an mvp but he does have a super bowl ring Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, one has a ring, one has an MVP. Yep. I, I would like to say that the ring matters more than the MVP. I'm going to tell you that down the line, nobody's going to remember how many MVPs the Seattle Seahawks had, but they will remember how many rings they had. Well, their, so. their last MVP was Sean Alexander, wasn't it? I don't even remember if he won MVP. I or think was he it did. Just a rushing title. I know he took the rushing title. I know he broke the single-season rushing touchdown record just for LT to break it the next year. But I cannot for the life of me remember who won MVP that year. Oh, he – Sean Alexander definitely won MVP that year. Okay. Okay. I, I wanted to say yeah, but I didn't want to – I wanted to say yeah, but I didn't want to speak. You know, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl against Big Steelers. Ben and the Steelers and lost. Yeah. That yeah, was uh, – yeah, that- that had the at that time it had the longest. I want to say it was fumble recovery or interception, one or the other. It's like seventy something yards, 
And it also had another play, I can't remember, that was the longest. Like one offensive play was the longest in, in, in Super Bowl history, and then one defensive play was the longest in Super Bowl history. I know the defensive play was by the Steelers linebacker, James Harrison. So and that, guy, that guy's just a jack of all trades. That dude's a monster. But I like it too, man. Um, at first, I, I, I did not think maybe it was the smartest move. Right, so I did a little digging into to Danger Russ there. He's 34 this year. He'll be 35 in another month or so. Um, when his contract ends, he'll be 39 years old, right? I'm thinking, okay, you're wanting to try to be the Tom Brady, the Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, but you're not them. Right. And then I started kind of digging through his stats a little bit. So I'm going to just spitball a couple things here that I thought was just amazing. And then I'm going to hit you with a little, uh, little trivia question. So last year was Russell Wilson's worst year of all, right? And it was obviously, everybody could say it was a down year. He actually got injured. It was the first year he did not play 16 games. He actually played 14. And, uh, yeah, it was also the first year that he ever had a losing record. It was only the second year he had less than 10 wins. The other year, he had nine wins. So he put up double-digit wins as a quarterback year in, year out. Now, here's a little funny thing. He, he has thrown, or he, he is responsible for quite a bit of turnovers, right? He's got 87 interceptions and 87 fumbles. That made me kind of laugh a little bit. So then I'm thinking, okay, maybe he has ball security issues, right? Well, right. do you know Russell Wilson in his first 10 years in the league has been sacked more than any player in NFL history in their first 10 years? God. Wait, more than Terry Bradshaw? More than anybody in NFL history in their first 10 years. Matter of fact, here's your trivia question. He is one of two players to be sacked more than 400 times in his first 10 years. Do you know the other player? I'm going to go with John Elway. Nope. Randall Cunningham. Wow. Russell Wilson has him by like uh, 20 or 30 sacks. Like, there's a decent-sized gap there. Um, so then I started thinking, okay, well, is he being, if he's being sacked that much, why? Well, the Seattle Seahawks offensive line allows pressure in two and a half seconds or less. That is the 12th worst or fastest, however you want to look at it, in the NFL. They're basically just letting them come through. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're literally just saying, okay, I'm going to push you and then let you go. <laughs> Give him room. I mean, that's kind of what's going on. So, so the more I started looking at it, the more I was like, you know what? This dude has done a lot with no offensive line helping him. I mean, 400-plus times. I remember being, you know, watching my Falcons play and used to go nuts watching Matt Ryan get sacked as many times as he got sacked. I cannot imagine being a Seahawks fan. You know, so I, I definitely think he's going to have a better year. I originally was like, "Yeah, right. Good, good luck, Broncos." Now I may be kind of second guessing my thought a little bit. The more I dug into it, the more I looked at it. Like, okay, this man's been balling with. I mean, theoretically, he's never had any Hall of Fame wide receivers with him. He's had some good ones now. Don't get me wrong, right? Baldwin, Lockett. Metcalf, right? He's had good ones, but he's never had that that Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, 
you know, that, uh, that, that as much as it pains me to say, Mike Evans, he's not had those kind of receivers, and he's still put up crazy numbers. So I like it too, man. I think it's a, I think it's a good pickup. I think uh, it'll – Now, does this change your outlook on that division still? Do you think the Broncos are going to still come in last place? That division to me is, is one of the hardest divisions. Um, I don't think the Broncos are going to come in last place. So you're saying the Raiders are because we we know good and well it's not going to be the Chiefs or the, the yeah Chargers. no that that's yeah, it's I think this is a, this is and I and if you remember right this was one of my hardest divisions to pick I think it's the toughest division this year I think it's definitely the most competitive um, do I think the Raiders are going to come in last I don't think I don't think you'd go wrong picking any team to win it. Or any team to come in last, honestly. The the fact that you're 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 going through those links to to even try to make a definitive decision. I mean, I, and I'll put it I'll put it and give you an example. Forty mm-hmm. Nine ers come in last place this year in their division. No way, Seahawks. Right. See, you saw how easy that was for you. <laughs> like, I'm, point perfect. I think it's the hardest division. There's there's no way around it. I, I don't I don't think of anybody else, any other division that is that hard. I mean, the NFC East is is really just the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean the what, what NFC South. We're looking at a landslide by New Orleans this year, probably. You think New Orleans is going to take it? I think New Orleans might take it. No, way, I think if, if if Jameis Winston actually says, you know, the if he didn't throw all those picks, he'd be balling. I know he's trying to eat them W's. Trying to eat them W's. I think if he can maintain his turnovers this year, I think he. I think they have a very good chance. I mean, if you think about it, Tampa Bay did not beat New Orleans last year, or am I wrong? Uh, I think they split it. I try not to follow too much about what happens in my in my division amongst rivals, unless it affects me because it just hurts my feelings. Oh no! Oh no! Man, at least I'm honest. What do you want from me? You're right. Oh no, they swept them last year, my guy. They swept too. They swept them in the regular season, and then they got they get uh, they they get back in the in the division round. I think that's what you're talking about. You mean the the Saints swept the Bucks? Yes, in the regular season, but not wow. Yeah, but in the playoffs they got they get back. So when it mattered, yes, when it lost. mattered, okay. yes, they lost. Okay. Now we're only talking about them winning the division. We're not talking about playoffs here. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, if if Tom Brady's wife doesn't beat him up, I think that's what happens. By the way, oh, bro, oh, it's it's that's a whole another topic. She's in uh, she's in she's in uh, Costa Rica right now, Puerto Rico or something like. She's down south right now, like left the house. Yeah, she's not having it right now. She, nah, she, nah, nah. Hey, that, that makes me feel like that was a decision that he made without consulting his better half. 100%. She's already come out and said it, yeah. That's a whole other topic, though. We're getting off topic, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I think the Broncos are going to be nasty. Um, they're going to be nasty, man. Remember, we, we were talking about that, the, the, the backup running back or, or the split back with Melvin Gordon. We didn't even know who he was. They're there projecting him to be a lot of people are projecting him to be the top rusher this upcoming year i got him on my fantasy with uh in gp's uh league 
I'm going to tell you right. I'm going to tell you right now. Y'all better leave him alone. I want him on this league. When we when we draft. I'm trying to take him. Y'all better sit down. I told you what I'm doing for the draft. Yeah, you said you're going to draft nothing but kickers. No, my auto draft. Bro, I'm telling you, I, it works every year for me. I do auto draft, and then I have an over influx of either quarterbacks or running backs, and then y'all come talking to me for trades. I'm going to tell you right now, I am the most – I am literally Scrooge McDuck. I am, like Eminem said, where he talks about being a penny pincher, and he says, I'm going to pinch the penny so hard I leave the bruise on the bronze. That's me right there. I am not coming to trade. I will start no quarterback before I ever give up a player to another team. Will not do it. I will be grabbing. I'll be like, "Yo, is Tyrod Taylor out there? He ain't get stuck in the lung again, did he?" I'm looking for that dude. Like that's me, man. That's me. Carson Wentz since he got both his legs together again. Cool. Let me get that guy. Hey, I'm not coming right here, man. It's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh Jesus, the dude. Something else. Anyways, since we're on quarterbacks, right? I'm gonna go ahead and jump right into this topic because this is a topic that's been juicy. I've been foaming at the mouth about this one. I've been wanting to talk about this one so bad. Who do you think at the end of the NFL season, we know all these rookies come in at the end of the NFL season, which rookie, which backup quarterback, whatever, which one is on the bench week one is a starter week 18? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, huh? I don't think Trey Lance is ready. I don't. I do not think Trey Lance is ready, especially because they worked out a deal with old Jimmy G. They did. I mean, they got their cake and ate it, too. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, and he took a serious pay cut. I think it was almost 15 mil. Well, I mean, what was his options, though? You don't know. I mean, I think he knew what he was doing, to be honest. I, they're saying he didn't care, but a lot of people are saying that he timed it on purpose because he knew waiting that late in the game they they would not he wouldn't be appealing to anybody because he wouldn't have had the offseason to learn a new system. Me personally, I think that's a gamble if you're Jimmy G. Like that's taking a chance, man, because if you do get traded and you don't know the system and you get in there and you fry and you flop, that's it, bro. You're done. No one's gonna hire you after that. I think he betted on himself, my guy. I mean, he's saying he didn't, but I wouldn't put it past him. That man's something else. If I mean if he didn't bet on himself like on purpose, he definitely won. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think so. That's that's crazy. I, I really do feel like I don't think Trey Lance is ready. I think that's why they wanted to talk. I mean, it's not only that they want to bring him back. They tried to they work with him to see what would be a a good like where where do we meet in the middle with your pay? They're willing to do it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's a uh... He's going to look like Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl against the Bucks. Oh, man. That man. That man's seeing ghosts. He, uh, he pulling a Sam Darnold. Seeing ghosts. <laughs> that man's stupid. I can't believe he said that. That man said, I was just seeing ghosts. What? <laughs> so, my pick, right, is to me the most dynamic rookie quarterback that I've seen, the most complete package as far as a rookie quarterback. And, uh, before I say it, my boy Jesus, I know you're going to like this one. My pick is Malik. I can see that too. I think he takes it, man. That dude, I don't know if you watched any pro or I mean any pregames. 
I didn't per se watch them, right? But I always caught updates of them because I'm just not a preseason guy. I catch games here and there, but I'm not trying to go watch all the games. Not like I do during NFL season, right? And uh, that dude was balling, man. I mean, that dude was balling. So I think I think Tannehill's words are going to bite him in his behind. I think Tannehill's scared. Oh, yeah, he's scared. He's definitely scared. He wouldn't have said what he said. Mm-hmm. But the minute the dude gets dr- – I'm not here to mentor him. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think he's definitely scared. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. You should be. Do you ever get tired of needing to look in multiple places to find the headlines of the day? You have an app for the stock market. You have an app for your favorite sports teams. You even have an app to see which celebrities are making headlines. Well, now you don't have to have multiple apps in order to know what's going on in the world. Just one. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app that brings all of your favorite topics right to you, all from one place. Browse articles that you choose from, sports, tech, Bitcoin, science, your favorite celebrities, and more. The best part is all of your favorite topics are read by real people. They even have podcasts and digital radio. Imagine having the entire web completely listenable and all in one place. Now you can with Newsly. Download and use Newsly for free now on any iOS or Android device and use promo code WSTS to receive a one-month free premium subscription. That promo code again is WSTS. Stop scrolling and start listening today with Newsly. We're going to go ahead and jump into something hot that just happened right now. But before we jump into that, I want to go ahead and bring a guest host on here to discuss this. My uh, my good friend and college guru here, Tyler. So, Tyler, I appreciate you jumping on here tonight with us to, to discuss this hot topic with college football. Absolutely, brother. Thank you again for having me. Good to be back on the air with y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So... Well, Vince, Tyler, um, as many of y'all may have seen, earlier Friday, they came out and they said that the college football playoffs are going to expand to a 12-team format, um, which I love. I think that was, I had something, I think it was 12, it may have been 16, I don't remember, but I want to say it was 12, Um, but it was something like that. I had something set up like that um, when we talked about this a while back. I love it. I think it's a great system. The way it's going to work is the top six uh, championship teams get in, right? So they're going to have they're going to have six conferences that get in automatically. Of those six, the four highest seeded get a first round bye. The other eight will compete. Now the final six is going to be what they're calling the at large uh, ones. Now I don't quite know what that means. I don't know if that means they're going to have still a voting system or how it's going to play out. But but that kind of is how that's supposed to be run. It's supposed to take effect in 2026. However, they said if they can get logistics down, it could come even sooner. Uh, as soon as 2024 is what I have seen. So first off, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you, Tyler. Do you like this move? You think this is a good move? I do. It's it's make of movement and growth in college football that it needs because I mean, we, we had, you know, originally uh, the AP coaches poll that decided who got in. Then we had the BCS, the computer ranking, and then we had the uh, four-team college playoff. 
And it didn't matter which one in the last 100 years of college football, there was always somebody left out. Yep. And if, if not two. Well, now we get a little bit better uh, answer on that of, okay, well, that 15 and that 16, now they have that opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing I don't like is that I still feel like the little guys that are not going to get a shot. I do feel like that's going to happen. The bottom six, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the group of five teams, uh, I think I think they're going to keep it at a minimum of one making it. I think last year they only let Cincinnati in there as a uh, as to make yourselves look like uh, they were being the, the nice parents. Like, yeah, oh, well, yeah we got to make sure the adopted children are getting taken care of too. So yeah, I definitely didn't like it. I mean, a couple years ago, I don't know. I know you and I talked about this. UCF was undefeated. They were the only undefeated team in D1, and they got stuck. Yeah. Didn't even get a chance, yeah. man. And that that really ticked me off because I'm like, okay, cool. They may have got just beat down, but nobody would ever know. Right. And you couldn't put those questions to bed because you didn't give them a chance. Right. Absolutely. And and some of these one-loss teams that they got kind of counted out, like, you know, Oklahoma State's been a one-loss team of one I think a couple times in the last 10 years and been snubbed and, um, you know, just a few others. It'll be good to see these other teams that, you know, granted they don't have the toughest schedules to play, but they do, they are balling in in the categories of great defense, great offense. And people really want to see a high power offense against a great defense majority of the time. So this, this does give a little bit more opportunity to that. Me, I'm in more of a favor of a 15 or a 16 team playoff. I think that's the max right there, but I do believe that they're growing and, and getting a little bit closer to where they need to be. Um, is 15, 16 where they need to be? That is, I think I'd be perfect, but I could be wrong about that. You know, I'm not saying it's college basketball, but there's a lot more teams in the college basketball uh, brackets, but it gives a better opportunity for these smaller teams, but I still mm-hmm. feel that. The other ones are still going to get snubbed. Now, granted, they they don't have the the coaching or the players as if the the power of power five do. Yeah, but I mean, we seen just last year. Who was it? Uh, Purdue. Purdue just last year knocked off two teams in the top three. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so don't don't count the little guys out, man. And that's what it, it's the whole monarch that everybody says in pro football. Any given Sunday, any chance you can lose. And just think about it. I mean, I get it that college football is normally a more wider division than the pros. But come on, man, give them a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give San Diego State a chance. Man, nobody. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him, man. <laughs> but, but you know what, is, what else is benefits? Hmm. Players less likely to sit out. What do you mean? And, what do you mean? Oh, I, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, because, you know, these players that are going to be, uh, you know, top four, top five draft picks, they tend to sit out a lot. I mean, not top four, top five, but uh, fourth and fifth round, all the way up to fourth and fifth round draft picks, uh, they tend to sit out. And because they don't want to get injured or, you know, the reasons to take care of their family and their future, I get it. But everybody wants to see them play and they want to see them dominate in a bowl game because, they're playing against a team that should be a relatively 
similar competition. And now okay. they're having to they're now they're kind of being forced to play in a sense because they want that natty. Everybody wants that natty. Now they're having more players uh, instead of sitting out because I don't think there's been a single player sit out for a national title game yet. He means he means national championship, not natty light. There, day day, calm down. I don't drink that. <laughs> I don't drink that water. That can of water. Yeah, that's some water. That flavored water. So, what's your thought on it? What's your thought on it, Vince? Do you like it? I I like it. I um, I think it should be a little bit more teams. But beyond that, me and you were talking about this offline. Yep. How I many mean, games are they going? Are they, are they going to play? For one. That's that's one mm-hmm. question I have. Two, what? Like I, I I'm just trying to figure out: is there going to be more? All right, so if they're going to put the, that those twelve in a playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Does that open up more teams to play in bowl games? No. So the bowl games are going to be playoffs. They're going to pick. They're going to pick certain bowl games that are the playoff games. So theoretically, a team can win what one. Two, three, basically no, four no, bowls. I think the first two games, first two rounds of the playoffs are not bowl games. And then after that, the third and fourth round are are bowl games. From what I read, and this is so early, this could change. From what I read, the quarterfinals and the semifinals are going to be bowl games. So maybe it's just quarterfinals, semifinals. And then obviously national championship. Maybe it's not the first round. Maybe that's just considered another game because the yeah. first round, the first round is going to be a either a home game for the higher seed or a yeah. site of their choosing. Yeah. So right, right here, what this is what ESPN is stating says for the the four highest ranked conference champions will be seated. One through four, with each receiving a first round by team seated five through twelve, will play each other in the first round on either the second or third weekend of December. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in bowl games on a rotating okay. ba- uh, basis, and the yep. championship game will be at a neutral site as under the current four team format. So, so am I am I hearing that right? There, there will be more bowl games available for these guys. I don't think there'll be more bowl games, but they will have a chance. So, in the traditional one, before the college playoffs, you got into the national championship, and that was it, right? It was a national championship. Yeah, yeah, BCS, and that was just just a national championship game, and it was a that was only. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. With the new format of the college playoffs right now, you have you play two bowl games. The championship game, even though it is the national championship. It also rotates Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl. Is yes, that correct? That's, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. 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 Okay. Yep. That is so, correct. so you so right now, theoretically, for the national championship, you win two bowl games. The way the new format's going, you will win three bowl games if you're the national champion. This is crazy. I, I, I I'm not in the the business of saying fairness or whatever, but if you're giving more to the playoffs, it. I, I just I just would assume that it would open up more on the back end for teams that don't make the bowls, the bowl games. The thing I don't like about it all, about this whole thing, and I was super excited when I first heard it. Um, and then, of course, I remember thinking, I hope they don't screw this up because college playoffs 
sounded great. And then they came out with a committee. The thing I don't like about this is, once again, it feels like a committee on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, going to be a popularity contest. And I don't like that. Look, man, my thought process is if you're going to say the top six conferences get in, right? Cool. Right. But here's the thing they took the 10 conferences, got together. And then they got Notre Dame as well because Notre Dame's, you know, the, the weird child there. Yeah. So 11 of them come to an anonymous agreement to do this. And, and I'm assuming they also come up with this format. I'm okay, I guess, with the six conferences, right? Okay, cool, I got it. But here's my thing. If you use the six conferences, I think it should be then, ranking-wise, six get picked top to bottom. So if the, you know, number one team... And the number two team are in different conferences. Cool. Now the first non-conference seed is number three seed. Cool. If it's the number five seed, okay, whatever. I think you go down that. I don't think you put people in there to go and vote because that allows bias. That allows fight. Yeah, that allows them to put people in yeah. there that they just think, well, this this is going to be good for ratings. Okay, but maybe people don't want to see necessarily what you think is good for ratings. Maybe they want to see fairness. Maybe they want to see you know, right. two teams, two teams battle it out that are ranked. If you don't want the little man up, if you don't want to give the little man a chance, don't rank him. Plain and simple. Don't rank a San Diego State high up there if you're not going to give him a chance to compete. Easy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, That's my I like team, it. man. <laughs> I like it, man, but it does it does bother me personally that uh, I feel like they're still trying to they they want too much control. I think you make an algorithm, and that's how it feeds. An algorithm just yeah. it puts it in there and it takes out of everybody's hand. And it's a computer system. There's no feelings right. involved. What did uh, what did, what did, what did Top always say at Forest Vince? Hey, take your feelings out of it. Yep. Take 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 your feelings out of it. Uh, I, I do want to say this. Um, I do believe with this format, the likelihood of us not seeing an, an SEC team in the national championship is greater. Yes. For the I simple agree. fact yes. they beat yes. each other up the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then they get there, and, and, and like everybody can contest to this. Playoffs is not about who's the best team. It's about who's the hottest. Who shows up? Right. Yep. So, Bama may have the best team, but Oregon may be hot. Yeah, that's it. And if they run, they firing on all cylinders. That's a wrap. You got to get hot. Yeah. at the right time. Yeah, that, that what you're saying that, that the hottest team. That's that so-called eye test. What they're talking about, which they manipulate the eye test and call it, what you just called it is what I truly I agree with you on that. It's wh- who's hottest right now. Because, I mean, let's be honest. You got somebody that lose one game at the beginning of the season, and then somebody has a bad game at the end of the season. Uh, you have your bad days at work, don't you? What's yep. the difference? These kids are out there working. That that They had a bad game. Yeah. Pros have a bad game. All the time. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and then, like, Jonathan, like you said something uh, a few minutes ago about mm-hmm. this will probably change before it even happens. I agree with you. I think they'll, they'll change something about the format. Um, uh, I, I don't like having too many bowl games. The, uh, they just need to be, uh, instead of like bowl games, they just need to be uh neutral or home site games 
preferably my my opinion home site games. I mean, there there's plenty of money to come to those stadiums there at their own homes. You know, it would bring in more revenue for them. I definitely think they water down the bowl prestige of being in a bowl game with you know forty fifty bowls whatever we got now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying it pays the win. I, I agree with the at home site idea. You you have the better record. You deserve to play at home. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, I uh, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out for sure. Be surprised to see it change four or five times between now and then. Well, you know what I think is going to help make it change again. Annalisa Rice. <laughs> yeah, please get out of there. Uh, <laughs> the Pac-12 recently. Uh, no, no, no. The Big Twelve. I'm sorry. The Big Twelve made a uh, a change to the. Um, their their uh the, their conference championship, meaning that it was the two best teams would be voted into the conference championship instead of somebody that's like got six wins uh, over somebody else that's got eleven wins. I, even though they had beat that eleven win team, um, it's not going to matter who wins the most conference games. It's going to matter who's the best team with the highest ranking. And I think all the other conferences are going to jump on board with that eventually, and that's going to cause some changing. You know, it's it's. Like Vince just said, it's it's about the money. It's about the revenue. That that's the whole problem with everything. Is you know you you brought like last I think was was it last night when um uh, yeah it was last night when uh Pittsburgh got to play West Virginia and the yeah. uh, all backyard brawl. Yeah, I mean, it was a good every, game, man. It was a good game. Yeah, that I mean that was that's a long time rivalry game. You know you breaking up these teams and the switching conferences. That's messing up rivalries. Rivalries brings in so much money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid and I had NCAA. I'm trying to win all them trophies. Yeah, heck yeah, I was. I was trying to get them stats, too, putting them records in it. Yeah. This is going to be something we definitely need to watch for sure because I guarantee we're going to be on here talking about it again. We're going to have Tyler on here talking about it again. I mean, this, is, this isn't the last we've heard about it. Bet on that. Let the little dogs get a shot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let them San Diego oh, State boys eat. Easy. And go Knowles. Oh, man. I want to make sure I crop that out. Hey, uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate you coming on, man, taking taking time out of your busy schedule to come on here and jump on and talk about this topic, man. Um, we, 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 we definitely enjoy you coming on here, man. So thank you again. Absolutely, man. It's always a great time to jump in on the booth with y'all. Thank you, gentlemen, for letting me get on the pod with y'all. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Have a good weekend, my guy. Later, Tyler. Y'all see, bro. Let's uh, let's jump into some NBA before we we roll into the NFL to tie it all up at the end here. And uh, that is the Donovan Mitchell trade and the the wild fiasco this has become. So I'll let uh, since this is your court, I'll go ahead and uh, let you shoot three. All righty. So Donovan Mitchell is now a Cleveland Cavalier. And looking at this trade here, it's kind of hard for me to say that the the Cavs won this trade. They are definitely in win mode now, but they they sold their soul. They 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 they. they I hope it works out for them, but they sold their soul. They gave up a lot, man. They did. They did. They gave up a lot. They gave up a lot. This I got a uh, fix right here. Yeah, three players. 
three unprotected first-round picks, and maybe you can explain that a little bit more for everybody out there that doesn't know what an unprotected first-round pick is. And then they swapped two picks. So potentially six players. Yeah. I mean, so unprotected pick basically is like um, there's no provisions that come with it. So like, say, for instance, um, let's see. Let's say like the Cavaliers end up getting, end up being the number one seed or have like the best record in the, um, I'm sorry, let's not even go best record. Let's say have, they, they have the worst record. Uh-huh. If they were to have the worst record and it was a protected pick, they would be able to keep that pick. Okay. Okay. Or vice versa. Like Utah, like if they end up being the last pick or whatever. It just depends on what the provision is for that for that protected pick. That's if it's protected. But they they said no 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 we we don't we don't have any any provisions here. Just you keep them, take them. We don't want them. So basically, they said even if they have the worst record, go ahead and take our pick. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then they 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 have uh, Colin Sexton, who I, which I think was the 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 centerpiece of this trade. Yeah. Because he did a sign and trade deal. So that means that yep, yep, yep. They, they, everything was centered around them. So Utah wanted Colin Sexton. I don't think he's a bad player. I looked him up a little bit. He's not like an. He's not like the team that you're gonna. He's not the centerpiece you're gonna build your team around, right? My, no, he's not. But my guy is ferocious. But he's a bit. Bro, he's he ranked thirty second last year in points per game. So he's putting up yeah. buckets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he. I mean, I, I want to say he wasn't even the leading scorer for the Cavs last year. I want to say it was Garland. Yeah, it was Garland. Garland had twenty one. He had twenty one last year. He was averaging twenty one. And then, of course, they gave up the rookie. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this guy's name. And then they gave up. I think the dude was a center. The Mar. Yeah, yeah he's 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 a, he's a three point specialist. He he has a shot. He used to play for the Bulls. So is he um, a center? He's not a center then. He's a Ford. I mean, oh, okay. He's big, know, they, though, ain't he? Is he big? Say what? Is he is he big? Like tall? Yes. Because yes. I thought I looked him up earlier to kind of. He's still eleven, out. but I mean, he's he's at two forty. He's not a he's not a paint guy. He's gotcha. not a paint guy. You know, he's shooting thirty five from the field. His stats did not look good. I was like, I'm not impressed at all. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. He's a role player, a starting role player. He can be. He averaged 14 last 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 year. Shot 35% from the three-point, 44 from the field. Those are good percentages. 86% free throw shooter. He's reliable, but it's not somebody who's like, I'm I'm gonna get marketing and say he's the face of our franchise. No, that's that he's not that guy. And he knows that. And I'm pretty sure the guys know that too. What else I heard was a uh, word on the street was um, Utah's looking to sell all their veterans away too, like anybody away. So to me, that signifies Utah's in complete rebuild mode. Oh, so that's what we doing? That's what I read. <laughs> I mean, boy, Danny Ainge is, is 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 on his stuff again. So. The Jason Tatum's, the Jalen Browns, the Marcus Smarts, that's Danny Ainge from the Celtics. He was the guy that got those guys. Okay. So do you do you remember when Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen were all on the team together? They won a championship with Boston, right? 
The original big three, yep. Yes. So Ray Allen defected and left. You had just KG and Paul Pierce. Well, there was a trade that happened where Paul Pierce and KG went to the Brooklyn Nets. There was a series of draft picks that came to Boston that produced Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. So basically, he's trying to he's trying to recapture lightning in a bottle. Correct. Good luck. I mean, if you if you if we're going off track record, he can do it. You know, it's easy to to, to make it happen once, but I mean, making it happen twice—that's a different story, right? There's people that put together teams all the time, but consistently putting together teams. There's only a couple people that normally do that, man. There's only a couple people. I'm looking at, at Utah's roster, and Sacramento's going to have a better record than them this year. God. Yeah, Sacktown's definitely going to have a better record than them this year. My God, bro. Well, oh, man, that's that hurts soul, man, to, to hear that. God. So uh, on that, then, do you, you think Rudy's glad he got on out of there when he did? I think so because he doesn't want to he, – he's not the focal point of an offense. So he's he's definitely – you got Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell. You got those three guys. All the, the Basically what he needs to do is what he was doing in Utah, but he, there's, there's no need for him to be a 20-point-a-night scorer. He just needs to play defense and rebound. And he's overpaid. No, you've said that before. Yeah, I, I, I'm still upset that he is he's making more money than Shaq did in a contract. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's a time. That's a time, man. You got to think different times. I believe Shaq. I still think I, I think Shaq's the most dominant center to ever play the game, even yes. over Will. I, I think he's the most dominant center to ever play the game. He is the center I'm going to pick. If I'm, if you told me pick your your top center in NBA history, he's the one I'm picking. I I just don't. I feel like Shaq would. I think Shaq should have been the starting point for the lucrative contracts. You know, Mike had his. He was the first to break like 20 mil, um, a year. I get that, but Shaq should have. I mean, you had the Kembe Mutumbo guarding this guy. And the top, the Kembe is well more than enough capable to 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 be a great defender. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year twice, maybe yeah, three years. I think it was. I think, I think he at least. I know he at least won it twice. I know he won it back to back. Yeah, he won it back to back. Right. So, and he couldn't do nothing with Shaq. He couldn't do nothing. It got to the point where, in the finals against the uh, the Lakers, when he was playing with the Seventy Sixers. They were trying to get the Kimbe to shoot mid-range jumpers just to get Shaq out of the paint. Wasn't making them, but they, they were trying to get him to get out of the paint. Let me ask you this, Jonathan. I'm going to give you three players. They're all going to be on the same roster. How many championships do they win? All right. Shaq, mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway, and Jordan. All of them. All the championships. Oh, all of them. As many as they want. Until they're tired of winning. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, bro, you, I mean, look, hey, no disrespect to Rodman, right? No disrespect to Rodman. 
But can you imagine the diesel on there with him? Godly, man. Say keep Rodman there. Replace Luke Longley. With those Could shack attacks? Those two? <laughs> Bro, it would be blowouts. It would be blowouts. <laughs> oh, shack attack. Oh, my goodness. This would, th- that would be horrendous. You know, nobody's getting – it's going to be Bulls with 75 rebounds, the other team with 12. And that's only yeah. because both of them were on the bench. Yeah, I about to say they put them on the bench. <laughs> the biggest thing that I, that I caught about this was the Jazz felt disrespected by the New York Knickerbottoms there. And uh, they said they agreed to take less out of spite for the Knicks. Stupid. Is it, though? I mean, try and prove a point. You're not going to disrespect me. I'd do it. Okay, wait, wait. So I thought the Knicks was the ones that offered their picks, right? The Knicks originally offered picks and then lowballed it with players. And the Jazz said, hold up, man, that ain't enough. Like, these players, seriously? You're going to put these... You think we want these contracts with this? I mean, they're, they're, at this point, we might as well go put the mascot on the court, right? We don't want these players. And the Knicks said, we're not budging. So they got obviously pissed off. And so they, they basically re-engaged talks with the Knicks just to go, all right, Cavs, y'all got him. That's insane, my guy. That, that, I would okay. do it. I would do it. Huh? I would do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't blame him. Uh, that's, that's petty. It, it's the whole mindset of I got something for sale and I want $100 for it, right? I give you 25 and I'm And I'm saying I'm not going to take anything less than $100 for it, right? And you come to me and you say, I give you 50 And I'm like, no, well, I'm not budging. And I really need to get rid of it. And I go, you know what, though? The fact that you won over 50, I got this other dude over here that'll give me 45 for it. Close enough. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to this dude. I'll take, I'll eat that extra little five bucks, whatever. I'll eat it. For the sheer fact, I want you to know, you ain't going to, you ain't going to, I ain't going to play these stupid games with you. So now I'm going to let you get to see that he has what you wanted. And I gave it to him for less because you came at me with that BS. All, all, all to keep R.J. Barrett. That was the craziest thing to me. Like you, you're telling me, you want to keep R.J. Barrett because you value him more than Donovan Mitchell. Are you crazy? And I'm not even a Donovan Mitchell fan. I, I think he gets injured at the most opportune times every year during the playoffs. Something happens. My knee, my quad, rolled my ankle. And Simmons. I thought we were talking about Donovan Mitchell. No, no, no. Oh, I'm not putting them two in the same category. Absolutely not. No. One of them actually shows up to the game. Oh, okay. Watches it or actually plays? Shows up and plays. Oh, okay. Very well. Yeah, not sitting sitting up there in in a a, a suit that looks like a painting of Where's Waldo and you're trying to find him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, we're going to roll into a a little something-something wanted to throw out there for the NFL, and this is going to be a two-part series. This week, we're going to roll into the offensive side, and next week, we're going to do defensive side. So, Vince, this is going to be our top starting 11. Now, 
just so everybody is aware out there, because I know some people are going to have some hurt feelings. This is not going to be the best ever at their positions. This is not going to be, uh, you know, it may not even be the top 10 best of their positions. This is who we think would build a dynamic offense this week that would be unstoppable. And to kind of, to kind of, you know, not get too, uh, too crazy with it, we're going to kind of leave the offensive linemen off there. We're thinking uh, with the, just, just keep in mind the best offensive line possible. Correct. Correct. That's what, you know, whatever that looks like to you, you know what I mean? That, that would, that's how we're doing it. So, uh, I'll go ahead and, and if you want, we'll kick it, you know, pick by pick and we'll rotate. So. I'll go ahead and start things off, and, and uh, just for the sheer fun of it, we're going to do quarterback last. Okay. And uh, we'll, start with, we'll start with the very first one, tight end, right? So I'm going to tell you the way I did mine, Vince, and maybe you did yours the same. I did mine uh, one quarterback, one running back, one fullback, two wide receivers, and, it's, and one tight end, right? So that- I, did, I did the same thing. Okay, cool then. Cool, cool, cool. So for me, right? I don't think he's the greatest tight end to ever play. However, I think in his time, he is one of the most dominant tight ends that I have ever watched play. And that is going to be Rob Gronkowski. That is a tight end. Oh, I thought you were going to say Andrew Crumpler. Crumpler is nasty now. You better watch your mouth. He ain't Gronk, though. He ain't Gronk, though. I'll give him that. He ain't Gronk. Now, to me, the best tight end in NFL history is Tony G, right? Tony Gonzalez. that's, That's my thought. That man just did it on a whole nother level. But dominant-wise, Gronk, this man, even now, when he was playing last year, you know, it banged up as much injuries. I mean, he's like the, the bionic man, man. They just kept doing surgeries and putting stuff in him, I think. This dude was just leveling people, man. So he's, he's the whole package. He's the blocker. He's the receiver. You know what I mean? And he demanded respect from linebackers. From, you know, he wasn't out running per se, people, but this dude was just going to run through people, man, and he's so big. So that is my pick for tight end. Uncle Shay, old Shannon Sharp. If that man didn't bench 500 pounds, I'd slap the taste out of that man's mouth. <laughs> I like old Uncle Shay, man. I don't like him. I, I got him for, he can get you the same amount of yards a receiver can. I mean, he's, 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 he can catch, he's got the hands. He dealt with John Elway, bless his soul, and then went over to the Ravens and won a championship as well. He's reliable. So for me, that's what I want in a tight end if I'm making my my personal list. So I'm going with Uncle Shea. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and kick me. The let's do your number two wide receiver then, and maybe they're not two. Maybe they're maybe they're either maybe they're the same. But you know what I mean. Let's let's if you had to pick. You're, you're, you're who you're going to line up on the right side of the field, per se. Who you got? I got Lynn Swan. Swan, huh? Okay. All right. Yep. I see you sticking old school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got I got Lynn Swan over there. Yeah, I got I got him. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers back in the days when the steel curtain. Yeah, I got him. Yeah. That's 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 my um. That would be my number two receiver. Okay. Take well, some pressure off my number one. Mm-hmm. I I, I mean. Uh, it's not a bad pickup. It's not as good as uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Mr. 
29 drops in his NFL career. 17 years he played NFL football. How many tackles now? Now, this one has been debated a little bit. I've, 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 I've been trying to hammer the number down, and I'm getting it all over the place. But I've gotten 37 to 41 tackles. So either way, he's had more tackles than drops. The dude is the standard for holding on to the ball. 17 seasons, man. And that dude had 29 drops. That's less than two drops a year. I mean, that is to me that that's he doesn't have some of the skill sets that some of these other guys had. But when you want hands, I don't know who you can pick who has better hands. The amount of drops that he has is equivalent to the amount of fumbles Britt Farbs has per game. Yeah, the amount of drops he has per season. Yeah, per season. That Brett Favre has her game. <laughs> With that, my number one was obviously an easy one for me to pick. That was going to be, and I remember, and this is everybody's at the top of their prime, right? But that one to me is going to be Julio Jones. I think when Julio was healthy and he was in his prime, the dude was just nasty. Chet Jones outrunning people, shedding tackles, big body. Uh, Man, had he stayed healthy, he could have been he could have been the greatest receiver ever in NFL history. I mean, unfortunately, his fall from grace has been sharp and, and heavy. You know, not as bad as uh Antonio Brown's, but it's been rough, right? And uh I, I toured with this one a little bit because I almost I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm looking at my sheet right now and I have Jerry Rice wrote down as the number one wide receiver, right? But I wanted to go with somebody that's uh a little more explosive, a little more. I think the the intangibles of agility, of you know, being able to cut and explode and excel. I think Julio edged. Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones did. And if nothing else, if you ever need to look, you can know that Julio Jones can make a tackle hard enough to make a defender fumble the ball. <laughs> so. All right, so with me choosing Lynn Swan to take the pressure off my number one, I have Calvin Johnson. I would like to see how. Oh, I cannot believe I've missed that one. Good. Okay. Yeah. I got Calvin Johnson. I think that they're going to be forced into situations where it's going to be a one-on-one and he's going to win. So I, I got Calvin Johnson. If you ever want to see the definition of greatness, there's one picture circulating. You can Google it. Calvin Johnson versus three defenders. And there is a picture where they have three defenders lined up in front of Calvin Johnson to stop it. Craziness, man. That is wild. That is wild. So, yeah, I, I'm still going to stick with Julio, but I, uh, I think Julio could have been the Calvin Johnson of his era like, had he stayed healthy. Right. Because I mean, he done he done some of the things that Calvin Johnson did. So I think he could have been that. I think Calvin Johnson could have been the greatest wide receiver in NFL history had he played long enough. Had the you know the, the Lions not ruined that man's career. And had he not played for the Lions, he would have had a better career <laughs> or a longer career. Correct. So do you want to do a running back or fullback next? Let's do uh let's do running back. Okay. Okay. Who do you got? I got LT. Now I know you're looking at my sheet. No, I got LT. I mean, has his record been broken for most touchdowns by uh, most rushing touchdowns? 
Has anybody broke that yet? Not that I know of. They don't rush anymore, man. This league is not a uh, it's not a rush rushing league anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I have him as my um my running back. I mean, can can run the ball, can catch out of the backfield, and can find the end zone. So I too picked LT for this one uh, because of everything you said. So um, career rise. I mean, he's got a hundred and forty five rushing touchdowns. Uh, alone in an eleven-year, you know, span with, with just, and that's like I said, that's just that's just rushing for uh, for the receiving side of the house. The man has se- uh, seventeen, so <laughs> he's not lighting it up per se with touchdowns uh, on the on the receiving side, but he is he can catch. I mean, I'm looking right here; he's got. In 2003, 725 receiving yards. You know, in, in 2006, 508. In 2007, 475. In 2008, 426. The dude can catch the ball. So, I I definitely have him because I think he he holds uh, a great skill set. My number two, and I, and I toyed back and forth with this one, would definitely have to be Barry Sanders. Because Barry Sanders, in his 10 years playing for the crappy Detroit Lions, this man averaged 99.8 yards per game and scored 99 touchdowns. So, I, yeah, I had he, he was not a catching threat, and that was what really sold me on LT over Barry Sanders because it was a different time period, obviously. They didn't require the running back to catch as much. But he just—he doesn't have it, man. Can he catch? I don't know off the top of my head. You know what I mean? That's something I had to go look through film. But that was why I picked LT as well. So, All right. For my fullback, you and I have already agreed on this one. This was yes. one of the Hands only down. players we talked about. I don't think you can ever come up with another fullback. And that would be old Mike Allstock. So, Mr. A-Train. So, I'm going to tell you, boys and girls, if you have never seen A-Train run the ball, you better go look at some tape. Because that was back in the day when I was trying to figure out who I wanted to, what team I wanted to watch and find my team, find my way in this world. I stumbled onto the Buccaneers and watched this man. And this dude was a wrecking ball. I remember watching him just jump to the air like a missile and just get smacked. And just yeah, I mean, there's one play, man. There's one, um, and I can't, I can't remember who he played against what, but he dove and he got hit and he spun all the way around and landed on his feet and kept running. I think that was the Browns, wasn't it? I don't remember who it was, bro, but it was nasty. Uh man, the dude was a beast, man. So that's my pick. I know you already said that was your pick as well. Yeah, that's that's my guy on a fourth and one. I'm giving it to him. Yes. Yes. I'm giving it to him. It's either him or Jerome Bettis I'm giving it to. The bus. Yeah. Those, and, those and, two and, guys. Just, and just so aware, we're talking about the Steelers, Jerome Bettis. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about the Steelers, Jerome Bettis, because, uh, yeah, prior to that, not so much. So <laughs> Not the Rams, but the Steelers. <laughs> and then, so for quarterback, who do you got? Joe Montana. Montagna? Yeah, Montagna. Uh, what made you go with old Montagna? 
Proven winner. That is true. Proven winner. Secure the ball. That's all I need. I don't need much from you. <laughs> I just need you to make sure you don't turn the ball over and get it to the to the playmakers. Okay. Okay. Well, when you're talking about securing the ball, I chose to go elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere, and I guarantee, if you thought for one second, you can name my quarterback that's starting, and that's uh, old, old Mister Old Mister Mikey Vick himself. Mr. A-Town, Michael Vick. I can't I, – I, that's my favorite player, man. Uh, how could I not put him in there? The dude's explosive. Granted, he was never the best quarterback in NFL history, right? He's the best scrambling quarterback in NFL history. And don't let anybody else try to argue that point. He's the fastest quarterback in NFL history. And in case you're curious and in case you want to argue that point, just go Google who had the fastest quarterback combine in NFL history. And then you can come talk to me. But Carson Wentz is still better than him. Shut your mouth. The dude's a monster, <laughs> right? And just so people are aware, everybody says Lamar Jackson's fast, right? So Lamar Jackson actually ran, did not run at the combine, but he did run at uh, Louisville's speed day, as they call it. Now, I don't trust anything that is not hosted by a non-biased party, me personally, right? This That's just how I am, man. I, I'd rather have somebody that has no, they don't care how well they do, right? So he ran there, and they said he ran a 4.34, which is 0 0.01 seconds slower than Michael Vick. They also said he had injury when he ran it. Neither one of them were ever 100% proven. Right. So did he have turf toes? They just saying that. I don't know. But if anybody has a question of how fast Michael Vick was, just look at Lamar Jackson about the same speed. So that's who I got. More flashy, does turn the ball over. But like I said, we're talking about prime. We're not talking about careers. We're talking about these people are coming out and they're balling and they're playing at their peak performance. And this is what we're getting at their peak performance. So that's who I got, man. That's my, that's my starting, you know, my starting, uh, I guess you could six. Since we're not getting the lineman, so yeah, yeah, we're not getting the lineman. I uh, that's what I got, man. I, I I like it. So, all right. Well, with that, we're getting close to the end of the show. So, this week we're gonna kick it into the uh, crazy facts, as always. Do uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I actually did not have one this week. Um, you disappointed me. I looked and nothing really popped out to me that much. Do I need to give two this week for you? Oh, you got two. I mean, so you just go out there like so. You not not only you gonna you gonna one up me, you gonna two up me too. I mean, I got them on deck. I see what I'll give my NFL one and then I'll give an NBA one for you. How about that? Okay. All right. So my NFL one in two thousand. The year 2000, Y2K, all that good stuff, right? The Baltimore Ravens went five straight games without scoring an offensive touchdown. In that span, they went two and three. That shows you how monstrous that defense was. You know, they also went on. They also went on to. They, uh, they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Wait, wait, timeout. Timeout. 
Get the heck. Who was the quarterback? Don't tell me Trent Dilfer. Oh, my goodness. It was Trent Dilfer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, there's, there's no way. How, like, could you imagine being the coach at, at, at the post – Post game uh, interview. Games, I'm just like, just score me, just do something, just just do something, please. I just need a touchdown. Just do something. So, so then you're as the head coach, you go back and you see the GM. He calls you to the office. We need like, to talk. So, so you couldn't put up a measly touchdown. Hmm. I, I don't think he says that for the first game. No, the second game. Yes, maybe absolutely. the second game he starts thinking it. By the third game, bro, he's going. Hey. He's knocking on your door. Hey, hey, I need you come, come on, see me. Come on come up on, and help. <laughs> I wouldn't even show up. <laughs> you know what the conversation's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need you to come you see him. We don't have to go to your office to talk about this. Yes, we can score offense. I don't know what you want from me. And, and that came in an email. <laughs> well, for your, uh, for your NBA one, this is your boy James Harden here. I know he's your favorite. James Harden is the only player in NBA history that won an MVP after winning sixth man of the year. That's interesting. You know, you know another record he holds too, right? Most What's that, man? Most turnovers in a playoff game. I'm so happy he is out of the Rockets organization. Don't you speak that blasphemy? I got one for you, and this is money. You know, we talk money all the time. Mm-hmm. The minimum annual player salary in the NFL stands at six hundred sixty thousand. Um, it doubled the player. Uh, it doubled the salary players received in two thousand eleven. By two thousand thirty, the minimum salary for NFL players will be one million dollars. Put me in the game, coach. Hey, look, my son is eleven years old. Okay, so we're talking. Eight years from now, right? So he'll be about 19, 20. He'll be getting NIL deals already whenever he goes to college. So, all I, I, son, you just need to be good enough to make the team. I just need you to make the 53-man roster for about four years straight. And we said. And, 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 yeah, just be safe. Uh, stay in the house. Don't come out. Rent an apartment unless you have a family. And uh, invest your money. Easy day. Easy day. You telling me all I got to do is come to work, work out, eat right, stay out of trouble, and show up for games, and I get a million for a year? Where do I sign? I'll sit on the bench. I'll hand out water. You look thirsty. I don't know if you've gotten the game yet. Here you go. I don't mind being the practice squad. Just saying. Not at all. Bro, I mean, I get it. I get it. The glamour of playing in the NFL game is there. But if you t- – I mean, I'm on the NFL tri- on the NFL team, and I'm making a million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about, man? Sign me up. I, I go out there. You said it's in eight years. I go out there at 41. Put me on the field, coach. If Brady can do it, I can. <laughs> oh, before we get too crazy and we get canceled here. All right. Um, <laughs> do uh, do you got anybody shout out this week? I actually have a shout out this week. 
I would like to give a shout out to my wife. She finally made affiliate on Twitch. Oh, man. Yes, this is a long time coming for her. Um, she stopped streaming for a little bit. Um, but uh, a week and a half worth of streaming, she finally averaged the, the necessary numbers that she needed, and she made it. So congrats to you, babe. Love you. Oh, man. Congrats, wife. Hey, uh, I also have a shout out. And this is to uh, my, uh, my mom. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to her because Monday on Labor Day, my mom has a birthday. So I want to tell you, happy birthday, mom. I love you. Appreciate you being awesome. Happy 21st birthday. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I'm older. I'm older. Yeah, Only yeah. about a little bit, though. Only about a little bit. Just a little, not, not, a, not a lot, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, well. Hey, Vince, with that, man, this wraps up another show. I mean, yes, we, we, we're starting to become pros at this. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, uh, just, just cut me the check now. Hey, uh, hey, Nike, Adidas, whenever y'all want me to sponsor y'all, y'all just call me up and uh, cut me the check. I need, a, I need an NIL. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I, I only sign checks up front, though. We ain't, we ain't doing this. Just up front. Exactly. But now that we're done being delusional, um hey man, I just want to say I appreciate it. This is uh this is episode nine. Right. So we are almost at double digits and then uh and then I'm just gonna be like Barry Sanders and retire. <laughs> yes, sir, yes sir. Thank you for having me and being a part of this podcast, man. It has been a wild two months. Uh this this Started off as just a, a normal conversation between me and you on a on a, mm -hmm. on a phone call, mm -hmm. <laughs> and now it turned into this. So yes, absolutely. Uh, great times previously, and great times in the future. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, and uh, Vince, I cannot believe you let me go through this whole podcast without saying anything. We got some new music. Oh yeah, that's right. That is right, we do. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, are we going to, uh, obviously, obviously, if y'all listened to the podcast so far, y'all heard it in the intro. But like I said, we do got some new outro music. So, hey, make sure y'all are following us on our social media. You know, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Reddit. We're obviously in Discord. Hey, follow us, man, because we drop breaking news, right? Whenever it comes out, we drop it. We're all the time putting out Facts almost daily. Almost daily. Hey, and tomorrow I'm dropping two facts about Jordan. So check them out, man. Y'all are missing out. If y'all like the stats, if y'all are enjoying the show, you're missing out not being on social medias. I put them across all platforms. So, of course, I want you to, to join them all. But if you can only join one or two, that's cool. Check it out, man. I also want to throw this little tad bit. So moving forward, Vince and me are going to start dropping the podcast on what we say Monday or Tuesday, Vince. Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start dropping them in the, um, during the NFL season on Mondays and Tuesdays, so we can recap the games. So everybody, just kind of be expecting that. Don't be expecting to hear these drop on Saturday or Sunday. Moving forward, like I said, it's going to be a Monday or Tuesday thing, so we can kind of you know talk about the games and. Uh, for college and NFL. So this is a big time of the year. 
both uh, both really enjoy it. So this ought to be the chance for us to talk a little trash on a podcast about our fantasy football league, late to work sports fantasy football that we got going. So it's going to be a good time, man. So just everybody expect that. And uh, yeah. So now, with all that said, Vince, hey, we're out. Everybody have a good one, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you.